this week on the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. The theme song. You the, the 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 theme song that you remember being so good does not make the show good overall. It'd be like that. Sorry, Code Lyoko. Oh. Sorry, High Puppy oh. Yumi. Sorry. Megas XLR. Megas. No, wrong. Megas XLR is a good show. Hey, kids! It's time for the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. Good morning, guys, gals, and NBA pals. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. I have your host, Jesse, alongside my co-host, Morgan. Morgan, how are you doing today? Y'all ever heard about Riding Bean? Oh, God. Morgan wants to talk about the, <laughs> the bean anime riding. riding the, fa- the, the famous anime, Riding Bean. There's a, there's, it's, about, it's about a riding bean, a bean who rides. Whatever you're and, picturing and the is guy, wrong. He's not. He, no, it's a dude who kind of looks like fucking Jay if, Leno. If Josuke, if Jay Leno and Josuke from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure had a baby. Uh, and and they, he rides a car. Therefore, he's a, a riding. His name's Bean. Therefore, he's a riding bean. Anyways, I'm doing all right, Jesse. How are you? Well... It's, it's good of you to get that out of the way because this is the end of anime and anime uh, discussion will be banned on this podcast for the rest of time until further animes if we ever do this again. So good to good to talk about that now. <laughs> I'd be thoroughly impressed if we did anime again because because <laughs> this episode was a fucking struggle to find a fourth thing. Technically a third thing because we broke the rule on episode two. <laughs> And so we we really struggled to find we we knew two things we could do two uh, cartoons that have been made into Japanese animations we were sure uh, based on that fact that we knew two of them we could have found more we were fucking yeah wrong. we scheduled a month based on two pieces of information we're like stockbrokers we're just like we have two pieces of information invest everything and then we the market crashed we were wrong. Uh, if we do this again, we'll probably loosen the uh, the restrictions in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how. We'll probably just do straight up anime or something. Gross. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, which means we probably won't do it. To be to to cap off anime, we're gonna be talking about a show, really a show that's left its mark on society. Right? Dare I say, the world at large. Uh, a show whose influence can be felt in cartoons to this day, and anime ask you know the premiere anime-inspired, mid-2000s Nickelodeon cartoon that all of us know, all of us love. It spawned careers, it spawned offshoots, you know, uh, uh, there's there's, uh, spin-offs of this show, a sequel show that wasn't as, uh, you know, as liked as the original, but it existed. That's right. Finally, after years being asked, we're talking about Kappa Mikey. Oh my god, yeah! Yeah, Kappa Mikey! Hey, hey, you, you, out on the street! Don't you see the man is Kappa Mikey? What a good song. I'm sure this will be a sign it's of the rest really of the good. show. <laughs> Morgan, this one was uh, your your idea, and beyond the, beyond the fact of, fuck, we couldn't find anything else to really fit our description, why did you want to watch yeah. this? Well, I remembered it existing. Good and enough. I also remembered, yes... I actually don't remember enjoying it or disliking it or really forming an opinion an opinion on it. I remember it, and that's kind of it. Um, I remember there being cutaways with su- dancing sushi. Yes, and I wanted to, and I was like, "Does this come off like super racist these days?" Oh, like now. What, what are the notable things about it? Because I remember the concept, and the concept was really fun. What was the concept? The concept, the concept is an American kid gets just wins a prize to be the star of a Japanese TV show, like a fucking Sentai live. In the context of the show, it's like a live action Sentai show, yeah. right? But they're of course they're all cartoon characters, and all the an, the characters from Japan are animated like. Not animated. They're they're all animated like Flash characters. They're drawn like anime characters. Yeah. Um. And kind of in the way that like um, that anime book your Michael's, aunt gave you when you were twelve yeah, gave yeah, you. Yeah. From from Michael's Arts yeah. and, and Goods Supplies, uh, to teach you how to draw manga, mm-hmm. uh, or how the guy who wrote it pronounces it manja. Manja. Ma, uh, that's racist against Italians. Is it? Because well, manja. Well, I didn't say that. It's really close though. Oh yeah, well you're dropping K bombs left and right, bro. So that's like, later. That's later. 
Okay. <laughs> that joke will be funnier All when right. we actually get to later, but don't worry about that right now. Okay. Um, Cap Mikey. Uh, Cap Mikey. Uh, and and Cap Mikey, the main character, American cartoons are drawn like they're just Amer- like an American cartoon. They're way less detailed. They're sim- They're simpler. Cap Mikey is simpler. For the record, uh, his name is Mikey Simon. Mikey Simon. That's, his, that's his, his name in universe. Kappa Mikey is the show name, which is a play off of uh, uh, a, a type of sushi. And the and so we started watching this, and the first thing that that jumps out at you is how good the theme song is. The theme song is really good, and it's on Spotify. Um, the second thing that jumps out at you is a lot of familiar voices right off the bat. All right, yeah, we could we could knock this out right here. So let's talk about the voice cast, right? You got Mikey himself, who is voiced by Michael Sinternicklass. Who is uh, you might know as Leonardo from the 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series, or uh, Morgan probably knows it as Dean Venture. Dean Venture, one of the Venture Brothers from the show Venture Brothers. Also, not a stranger to anime in general in recent years, as he's played like every fucking main character in a in like um, hit a- non Ghibli anime movies, such as Your Name and Summer Wars. Who was he in Your Name? Was he? Uh, Wasn't he the guy in Your Name? Wasn't he the main guy in Your Name? Taki? Yeah. What about he is? Yeah, he's yeah, Taki. I missed that. Nice. Also, he's in your line able. No, yeah. you mentioned it. You mentioned it when we were. Well, I think you looked it up, but I think. Oh. But I think you. It's possible yeah. my brain erased that <laughs> all information. Yeah. Well, we also have uh, uh, Gonard, who is this large Crow Magnon looking motherfucker, who is voiced by. He's kind of the. Vi- he's the villain uh, yeah, in the Sentai in, in the show. Sentai but show he's, he's, but he's a love. But he's a lovable goofball idiot softy, yeah. despite being this huge guy, is, is his character. And he's voiced by um, Sean Schemmel, who I don't know if he's done anything worth mentioning. I think he might have done a serial commercial or something. I don't know. I think he might have been. No, he was one of the SpaghettiOs. And when they wrapped SpaghettiOs, I think he was one of them. Uh, that's, how you, that's how you cut your teeth. Let's check his IMDb real quick, and maybe he, he's uh, maybe he's Goku. Maybe he's Goku. Ha, Morgan, you say that every time. time. Every single time we want to look up a guy on IMDb or whatever, you're just like, maybe they're Goku. It's never Goku. What the fuck do you think? It's always Goku. I don't know. Check it. May, on the off IMDb. chance. Look I know Tom Kenny wasn't Sean. Goku. We, we learned yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, Tom Kenny's not Goku. Great Lyle's not Goku. Fucking uh, Tara Strong wasn't Goku. What, one of these days, we're going to watch a cartoon... Just some random nothing cartoon from out of nowhere that seemingly has it shouldn't have anybody involved of any worth. And one of those characters might be Goku. All right. Is Sean Chamel right. Goku? Sean Chamel is an American voice actor who is most well known for voice. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lucario. He voiced Lucario? He did voice Lucario in Smash. In, 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 oh, in Smash. He did. Wow. That's interesting. He, he was also Goku. It's also, it's, it's also Goku. He's also Goku from the Dragon Ball. He's from the, dragon. the dragon. He he did he the did live rock action the dragon. Movie? The live act. He was he was Dragon Ball in live action Dragon Ball. He was Dragon first name Dragon last name Ball. <laughs> dragon. He was <laughs> Dragon Ball nicknamed Eight Ball in the streets <laughs> from all the crack he was on. <laughs> the only other voice actor of note is the care of the character Mitsuki, who is this the blue haired girl, one of the co stars on the show, who. Feels very much like the writer's insert of saying, if I went to Japan, girls would like me. And she is voiced. Every girl, every girl in Japan wants to fuck a Mikey, yeah, by the way. Yeah, So the, it's except the one girl he likes. There's this shitty love triangle thing. But anyways, love triangle, love. OK, yeah, you have a triangle with one point here, one point up here, and then a trillion points on the third end. That's the love triangle. Uh, well, she's voiced by Carrie Karanen who voiced uh, Satsuki Kiryuin from Kill a Kill, and more importantly, and I'm sorry, Nick, for breaking this streak, Misato Katsuragi from the Eva redub on Netflix. Yeah! We got it. Yeah, Eva. We talked about Eva. We talked about Eva in anime. Yeah, Nick had, Nick had told me that he was shocked we didn't mention Eva at all in our three previous episodes. And so, here we are. In the anime week, we just didn't. But now, you know, I, I fell back on old, old reliable. Old reliable. Anyways, so the the, uh, the production of Captain Mikey is a bit weird and a bit maybe a bit explanatory as to what we wound up getting. Um, spoiler for about ten minutes from now, Captain Mikey sucks. Let's get that out of the way. I don't know. I wouldn't say it hold it doesn't hold up because I don't remember it fondly to begin one with. way or the other. 
Yeah, right? And I don't know anybody who does. I think peop most people remember it existing. I don't remember anybody I know, who, like, I know one person. I know one person who does. Uh, and he wanted uh, he wanted us to tell him when we were doing this episode. I remember. Because he was I really remember. excited about the concept. And now we don't talk to him anymore. And it's because he likes Kappa Mikey. Um, we broke it off because of that. So Damn. We watched this episode and now we d and we we're just not talking to him anymore. <laughs> So anybody who likes we, the show. we determined that like, you can't you the, your tastes are abysmal. Uh, so Cap and Mikey originally began airing in February 25th, 2006 on Nicktoons Network. But this is a very far cry from what the creator had intended. Shockingly. So the creator, Larry Schwartz, had first conceived of what would become Cap and Mikey in 2000 while working for a toy design company Wait. called Rumpus Toys. Rumpus Toys. Rumpus Toys. Uh, Rumpus Toys wound up going under soon afterwards, probably to get away from ever having to be associated with Captain Mikey, but I can't prove that. Now, not to be perturbed, Larry Schwartz wrangled some of the people from that company post-collapse and formed Animation Collective in order to produce a pilot to pitch to MTV Networks. Captain Mikey originally, MTV. originally, Captain Mikey wanted to, or he wanted Captain Mikey to be in a more adult-oriented show that would slot in with stuff like Beavis and Butthead and Clone High. That was the intent. This dude thought Kappa Mikey was Kappa Money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what? A lot of shows, I feel like, get... I wonder, because I feel like a lot of shows get... This is the same thing, and I've been re-listening to an old episode, with um, Problem Solvers, right? I feel like a lot of shows get n absolutely neutered uh -huh. because they were pitched to... Uh, like, they were pitched to, like, adult networks. And then, the clearly, the creator doesn't know what to do with the ch child audience, yeah. right? <laughs> so they're either and like dumbing down the jokes or they just don't know what jokes to make. So they're just throwing bullshit at the wall. Yeah. And, and I, and I, again, I, I, and as an adult show, I, like the concept alone, isn't enough to make it like good. Um, it wasn't enough when it was a kid's show. So it's hard to say if this was any good. I don't really see a ton of the potential of it. You know, around the time, if around the 2000s, shit like uh, um, uh, Drawn Together and stuff uh -huh. comes to mind, right? And so I can just picture the show being super, super, super racist being the main <laughs> source of its comedy. I mean, it's really edging it, close it, to it as it is. Those, yeah, but it sticks more to like anime trope. Yeah. There, th so, so it's like Japanese, it, like making fun of Japanese culture specifically. Yeah. Well... Kappa Mikey wound up getting kind of just laid in state for a while until 2002 when it was picked up by Noggin. I don't know if you remember Noggin. Oh, whoa, whoa, man, this guy's all over the place. So Noggin was kind of an offshoot of Nickelodeon in a way. It was a partnership between Nickelodeon and another company in order to make more teen, like preschool to teenage level content. And Captain Mikey was supposed to air it's on their teenage, teenage really. programming block, The N. The N at the time had, you know, your sort of like teen drama shit. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was called The N. And there, there, you might remember from their 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 catchphrase at the end of every uh, the end of every commercial. You're watching The N word because they were trying to be hip, hip with, the, with kids. the kids. Uh. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it, sucks. it was a bit of a step down in demographic from MTV to the N. So naturally, some of the show had to be aged down. Uh, now, at this point, Captain Mikey kind of just starts getting really fucked over uh, for, quote unquote, unknown reasons. One of the co-production companies pulled out of the deal to make the show. So Animation Collective had to front a lot more of the bill to get it done. Yikes. Then, by the time they had finished making the animation, The N had changed its entire lineup to live-action teen dramas and couldn't fit something like Captain Mikey in their schedule at all. So the show got kicked down the road more and more God. until it hits Nicktoons Network, which has an even younger demographic than The N, let alone the original intended audience of MTV. Damn, that's crazy. That 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 really sucks. And also, but like now, it's probably like an unrecognizable product from its original concept. Yeah, it might be. Um, and you got you kind of feel bad for the guy who had this like fun idea, and you know, corporate marketing kind of like get it's just gets a little more shaved off of it each time mm -hmm. it changes. And 
That is to say, the writing between each episode isn't like super strong or anything. That's kind of so, the thing. Like, it's hard to imagine it would have been like the blockbuster hit to begin yeah, with. Yeah, that's the thing. And even with all this, it's still got two seasons of 26 episodes. Mm-hmm. So it did okay. And a lot of shows don't get one season at all. That's true, technically. <laughs> but I, I, I think the main point of interest that I would like to talk about is, uh, God help me, the animation. Because... We're going to talk about animation on this animation podcast, mostly because there was a large paragraph on Wikipedia dedicated to it. But as I think Morgan said earlier, this show is animated in Adobe Flash. Just straight up, it is a Flash show. It's uh, It looks terrible, yes. and there's kind of a lot going on in every image. It's a very loud show. There's like there's so much going on. Not going on as if the, as in movement. There's just so much on the screen at once, and it's kind of obnoxious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, bit, a, lot of, it's a bit of a barf of scenery and it's and it's a lot and it's a lot of in your face close-ups and like the, the the angles are a little weird and clearly nobody in the crew i don't want to say was talented enough but they clearly weren't interested in spending all the time and money they need to make the anime look as good as it probably should have yeah the anime sequences so it, it didn't so, like, the joke was Mikey was supposed to be, like, like a basic silly little cartoon compared to these anime mm-hmm. characters, but Mikey ends up looking the best consistently because his, he's, because his model doesn't change. <laughs> he's never off right? model. And, and he's, 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 his lines are clean. He's, like, he's, like, uh, he's sturdy, I guess. is I don't know the way I want to yeah, say Yeah, Rebecca it, Sugar like, wishes. <laughs> the the anime characters they're they're like all over the place they're the the drawings are too it doesn't seem like the crew had much experience well with drawing the, they they went back and forth from chibi to all this to the big head angry moments right and it and it kind of you kind of lose it's kind of hard to tell they're the same characters sometimes well there's actually a very specific reason for that so the animation team was split exactly in half in order to emphasize the difference in character animations where one half of the animation team worked on American characters like Mikey and the other half of the animation team worked on the Japanese characters and they never There's not ever a- crossed over. That's su- that's really stupid. If it was in half, that's stupid because there are so few American yeah. characters throughout the entire show. The whole show takes place in Japan. <laughs> yeah. So it's very rare. There's hundreds of characters that are drawn as anime. Those poor people. So that means you got, you got 10 people working you on a hundred characters. One, two or three guys, <laughs> two no, or no. three guys could have done. You Mikey. got like 10 dudes working on a hundred characters and then 10 dudes working on Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll volunteer to be on the Mikey side, please. <laughs> what else is interesting is that some of the, so there's C because they, because Mikey, you don't even have to draw new frames. You just got to rotate his arms yeah. sometimes. They got to draw new frames for the anime <laughs> characters every single time. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and Morgan Morgan uh, is... You know, actually in the business. Those, so those are the people. Those are the fucking Morlocks in the dungeon working in the salt mines while the fucking advanced people get to laze about working on their fucking Mikey cartoon. Jesus Christ. So I'm excited to present to Morgan this piece of information. So there was there is some CGI in the show, mostly with vehicles, and that CGI is done with Maya. That makes sense. What wound up yeah. happening or what they chose to do was they would import all of the anything they did in Maya into Adobe Flash with the tune filter on. They just slapped like a yeah. default tune filter on. Uh, backgrounds were modeled in Maya as well, but then textures, details, and clouds were added later in Photoshop. The anime team did those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen. I've read it a lot that this the animes that like are the most impressive. It's not about like budget. A lot of time, it's more about time management and like team and the way you split up your team right. and who you put on what task, because most projects get around the same amount of time and money from from a from, a from, studio. A, from the same like network okay, yeah. and studio, right? So uh, this is an example of like horrible, <laughs> horrible uh, direction, <laughs> team coordination. Oh my god! Well, all right, um, Morgan, what are some Good things you have to say about Kappa Mikey. Goku's in it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Goku's in it. Um, he is funny. Like I said, the concept the concept is is like really, it, it sounds fun. 
the concept sounds fun. I don't want to say it's like for its time, it's pretty unique. Yeah, right? I like think that, I honestly think for a lot of people, this was sort of an introduction to a lot of anime styles that would become cliche very, very quickly. But as far as Nickelodeon goes, I don't know what anime anything was on Nickelodeon before this. They didn't do they didn't do the thing they did. In, from what I remember, they didn't do the same thing as um uh uh high puffy Ami yumi where they just sprinkled in japanese sugoi uh-huh. and what uh, it's more uh, visual time, than it is was, uh yeah audio. and uh they and again unlike high puffy Ami yumi they stuck to the concept a lot right like like the the root of the, a, a, every episode i think is bookend with a scene from the show and like a problem happens in the show that they can't finish yeah. it or whatever. Like someone's like, oh, I can't do the scene because of this. And then the plot's about that and solving that problem so they can finish the show, the episode. Right. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of good. Yeah. Um, I, I f- the, the dialogue isn't super strong to hold it up, though. <laughs> no, I feel like this show might be as good as you like 20 year old outdated anime tropes. Yeah. Not even anime tropes in the way of like, oh, look, these characters go to a school. But like anime tropes in the, oh, they did something angry. Here's the big forehead thing and their head's getting big and they're yelling. Like real tropey shit. Just, I, you know what it is? I probably watch, listen to Sean Chamel do any character. It's just fun to hear Goku's voice I, say things. I love the idea that this show, because uh, from what I read, pretty much most of the voice cast was on board when this was originally pitched to MTV. And I love the idea that Sean Chamel thought he was doing a more adult animated series and then gets oh, fucking... Oh, it would have been so cool. But then... All the things we could have taken out of context to put, like, slap onto Goku edits? Are you kidding me? But then now he's caught in an endless cyclone of being this big, dumb, idiot children's character like Goku. Oh, man. Almost feel bad for him. Um... Is that <laughs> feel bad for San Jamel, that poor guy with his consistent work for 40 years? Ah, how much <laughs> is he making? How much does Dragon Ball make? It's a little indie show, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be hilarious if he somehow made more money off of Kappa Mikey than Dragon Ball? Wouldn't that be the most Funimation anime you know, shit? When it's I bet at the beginning of Dragon Ball, he probably yeah, did. Because anime didn't I get profitable Dra- until very recently. And even then, it's only for really big voice yeah. actors. Yeah. Um, Morton, do you have much else to say about Kappa Mikey? Uh, what episodes did we watch? We watched one where, uh, Mikey's too weak to, like, lift. Oh, they there was this one funny thing they did where they just fucking ripped off Spider-Man, right? There was the, the beginning of the episode was, um, was Gonard, who plays the villain in the show. He was, uh, the show was, the, the plot of the show was that he had the damsel in distress hung by a string on the top oh, of a right. bridge and a bus full of people it's just straight up a prop bus full of people uh and it's like who will you save kappa mikey and mike and mikey goes to say both and he couldn't lift the prop a but, bus yeah. that's the size of a bus but the the whole thing was it like weighs like four pounds it's like inflatable or whatever They're showing, like grandma's lift couldn't it do later. It. yeah so the plot was he um goes to he tries to train, which could have been a good episode. Here's the problem. This could have been a good episode because he goes to, uh, like, learn to work out and they take him to, like, sumo wrestling, mm-hmm. right? Which is like, oh, we're in Japan. It's all about Japanese culture and anime. Fun idea. And then they do, instead of him learning sumo wrestling or working out or something, because, I don't know, because it's a comedy kids show, whatever, they rip off, They it's a parody of um karate kid where a janitor teaches makes them scrub the floors and te- and uh-huh. tells them it's for teaching and it's super lame it's super lazily done it's not even it's not an original bit it's not an unoriginal no, bit done it's better is it's not fun uh i think i like the b plot a little more when gonard it fakes an injury tends to be hurt yeah fakes an injury and makes the girls wait on him just hand dote and on him. that's a little more fun yeah um, and again how much of that is because it's sean Chamel. <laughs> It's all because like, of truly, Sean honestly, Chimel. if this was voiced oh by God. anyone else, would it matter? No, uh, that's the legacy of Kappa Mikey, Sean Chamel. But like that, like on paper, there's fun stuff you can do with this plot. They just don't do yeah. it right. Um, Kappa Mikey just bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. It it's, truly like I, I, it just sucks. Yeah, I'm someone who like distinctly hates a lot of anime tropes. Like, a lot of the more very common ones. And so this show is poison to me. This show is actually visual poison to me. Um, I, 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 you know, I would be the one who liked this show. I didn't like this show. 
And Sorry, everybody. But you should go and listen to the theme song. Yeah, the that's fine. Uh, it's Hey, Hey, Look, Look by Beat Crusaders. Uh, what, once again. The, the theme song. You the, 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 the theme song that you remember being so good does not make the show good overall. It'd be like that. Sorry, Code Lyoko. Aww. Sorry, Hi, Puffy, Ami, Yumi. Sorry. Megas XLR. One. another one in the bank. Megas. No! Wrong! <laughs> Megas XLR is a good show. Fuck I you. Reject. That's a show that, that, that parodies anime and does it really well. But it doesn't have Sean Chamel. To this day, it does not have Sean Chamel. It does have. It does have Jake um, the dog. No, wait. Does it? Is he? Does he the main is guy? He? He, probably. Well, it does have Steve it's, Bloom. Uh, too. Steve Bloom. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Um. Um. Well, it feels so. I imagine a listener. We can, we, I imagine a listener is like looking at. They're listening to this and they're looking at their phone and they're just like, "Wow, this feels like this is winding down. It's only a thirty minute episode. That's really short." Um. Like it feels like we're gonna have a short you episode. You fucking wish. Oh, that's what you, you think. Fucking wish, you idiot. You, that's that's not what you we ought to speak. motherfucker. Morgan, Baka. hit the intro music again. Ohio guys, gals, and enemy pals, and welcome back to the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. I'm your host Jesse, alongside my co-host Morgan. Morgan, Chelsea, what no? Uh, that. Was that Japanese? It sounded Chinese. That's because I said it wrong. <laughs> okay. With anime, we originally wanted to talk about Western properties that got adapted by Japan just to see what it was like, just to see their takes on our media. But when I say like stuff like we and our, I more broadly meant the West just as a whole. And, you know, Morgan, I wouldn't want to be so America centric as to believe we, we have the only media worth adapting right culture and art is made everywhere right and can be exported remade and adapted anywhere else so why should we stick i'm with why you. should we stick with our own country i'm with you I, I agree with everything you're saying right now and i can only assume that the next words out of your mouth i'm going to be equally on board with well how about let's let's see what japan does with a book maybe a book from i don't know the netherlands all right what do you what do you think the netherlands yeah. i thought you were gonna say harry potter I thought you were going to say... Um, no, no that, not like Hunger Games or anything, or Lord of the Rings. Hunger no, 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 no. Um, this one's actually a, a historical book. So, oh, uh, the Bible? Wait, we've done the Bible before. It can't be the well, Bible. That's true. We've seen we've what done they've done. We've done the anime Bible. We, we've seen what they've done with the Bible, but no, no, I mean like real history, not, not that liberal bullshit of the Bible. <laughs> no, I'm talking about real history. History as told through perhaps a diary maybe even that of a young girl a young girl uh, named Anne. no come on Freck. No, fuck you <laughs> okay first of all go fuck yourself secondly there's no way Anne that there no exists nico the 1995 anime film based on the diary of Anne frank technically it's based off the manga adaptation of the original work but you go know i mean it's a manga adaptation. Of course, that's how Japan got it. Oh my god! Released in 1995, animated by those lovable rascals we're getting to know so well on this podcast, Madhouse. <laughs> Man, I should ask them to animate something. They're clearly just doing, <laughs> doing whatever. This movie is exactly what it says on the tin. It is, in fact, an anime adaptation of the diary of a young girl taking place from just before she receives the diary to just after her final entry. Now, this feels like something we should talk about in more reserved tones, perhaps, because for those of you who don't know the diary of Anne Frank, um... <laughs> who's Anne Frank? Is this, is this, is this like a dog type cartoon about a kid who's just like living his life and he's just like writing down his notes like, this is what I learned today. Is that what we're talking about with this Anne Frank character? It's not unlike that, in a way. Uh, I don't know why the joke in my head said, no, it's more like Fillmore, but I would love to have seen that. Fillmore is not like that at all. No, it's super not, but that's why I want this to be. Uh, okay. The Diary of Anne right. Frank, uh, for, for those of you who haven't gone to a history class ever in your life, is the literal actual diary of a girl who was in hiding during the uh, Nazi fucking invasion of the world, during World War II. It's a, a relatively popular book. I think it's one of the most purchased books in the world ever. Hell yeah, get that money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, and I guess not to put the cart before the horse all right, here. All right, I'm. I want to. I want to reiterate. I am Jewish. Okay. So Morgan gets to make all the jokes he wants. Personal friends with Anne Frank. 
I did see a a, a That's, quote. What, what is the lesbian thing? I'm fr- a friend of uh, Sappho. What, what is it? Yeah, I'm a I'm a friend of Sappho or whatever. What is what is the thing? No, oh, no I know she's referring to people the, as sapphic means lesbian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but there's like a lesbian term like I'm a friend of Lesbos. No, there's a, like a girl's name that you say that it's like a code for uh, Chelsea. But anyways. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm Jew coded. I'm a, I'm a friend of. Anne. Oh no, that's like the AA thing where it's fel- friends of uh, Bill. What was it? Was it no Bill? It, God damn it! You had the gayest sister in the world. How do you not know this? Well, cause she doesn't tell me. She knows I'll make. No, I'm not gonna finish that joke. <laughs> All right. So Diary of Anne Frank, this anime adaptation yeah. of it. Um, a big part of the reason why I really wanted to talk about this movie was because. You're a sick weirdo. Because you see Diary of Anne Frank anime, and you, how do you not like think? How do you not that's wonder? Fair. Like I, I don't know if you've noticed by this point in the podcast, but I enjoy learning about the background details of how things are made. What, what? How does the sausage get made? Where is what's the production like? What's the animation like? How do these things happen? And the way in the Diary of Anne Frank being transposed onto an anime fascinates me. Unfortunately. <laughs> I fucking scoured the internet to find anything, absolutely any goddamn thing about the production of this movie, and I found fuck all. Wikipedia had nothing. Really? It doesn't have a page on TV tropes. Anime News Network doesn't have anything. I found the original website for the release of this movie on Internet Archive, but could not trace anything from there. This movie just fucking appeared. As far as I could tell, in 1995, this movie appeared, and then it didn't hit the States. It didn't hit the uh, North America until 2020. What the fuck? So the wire release of this movie is weird. It it had an English sub that only released via a DVD in France. That was the first time it got translated in English. And I couldn't pinpoint a year on that. But it didn't get an English dub until 2020 where it was put on YouTube for free. It was supposed to hit in 2015. I don't know what happened. It just said it got delayed a bit. That's so weird. Uh, and so when we when we say anime diary of Anne Frank. You might have an image in your head by Madhouse. Uh, think, think, think closer to um, maybe Studio Ghibli or something. It's not, it's not drawn in like classic anime fashion. I I've brought this up to many people, and every single person when I say anime Dyer Van Frank, every single person has this look on their face like they can't do that. I've seen anime before. I know what that looks like. They can't do that. No, it's a pretty. It's actually a pretty well-made, sensible movie that's actually slow-moving uh, about just the trials and tribulations of of Anne Frank, uh, family in hiding, making making the best, making the best of being in hiding yes. and the the daily events. Uh, and it's actually really well made, and it's a fine movie. And maybe you should watch. It. I, I am happy to report um, this movie is made with a lot of like a lot of real reverence and a lot of real respect. It's not. It is weird doing anime to bullshit. Have J- Japan make something being like, man, isn't it fucked up with those Nazis did? Why is that, Morgan? <laughs> why why is that Italian? Hey, why hey, is hey. that? <laughs> hey. We're not trying to bury it. We we the Italians don't You Axis powered fuck. Hey. Tell me why. Right. What's the Italian diary event, Frank? <laughs> Frank Liacci. Oh. So I like that. It it visually so the backgrounds are outstanding. Like the actual art in this film is really, really good. And the animation is pretty good too. Yeah. Like 95. It it's is. very good. There's, it's, it's really good at emoting. Yeah. Right. There's not a lot of big movements throughout the whole uh-huh. thing though. It's, it's very, very dialogue heavy. Very, um, uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, they're in hiding. It's basically a big bottle episode, right? It, uh, in a lot of ways, it feels like a stage play, right? Like, obviously, a majority of the movie takes place in, like, three or four rooms, and everyone is in hiding, but to me, even down to how certain scenes are presented, by the end of the movie, you're constantly seeing five or more people on screen at the same time, some of whom are doing their own individual things. Sorry if this isn't funny, by the way. No. (laughs) Sorry if this isn't funny. This is is more, like, like, listen, we're we're, we're hitting the low point, but I feel like it's it's nice to say. Isn't it interesting? It is. Isn't it interesting? It's very it's interesting. It's neat. I think it's worth watching. Like I said, it's free on YouTube. I was against I was against watching yeah. this entirely. Morgan Morgan was a naysayer. I, I was, every step of the way, I was like, maybe we should this 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 won't be good for the podcast. I'm not I mean, this is gonna be a bummer. Uh this, Morgan the entire time just saying, like, oh, I'm gonna be sad the whole time. And I'm just like, why? What happened? It's, it, it's it's fine. It's a little jaunt movie. Don't spoil it. I don't know how it yeah, ends. All right, well. They don't change anything. There was that, like, I know I was, I've, I've, 
I was trying to, you know, reassure people about it, saying like, oh, no, it's like really respectful. But even while watching it, there was the slightest iota of thought in my brain of like, what if they change the ending? <laughs> what if they do something weird? Where Japan comes in and like defeats the Nazis. Don't you almost want them to? Not as like. With the with a Gundam, it just gets way more anime at the very end. That'd be pretty dope. That'd like, be pretty, not that'd be pretty to disrespect awesome. it, but to give a happier ending. Don't you almost want them to? Yeah, I think about that a lot. I wish that it had a, that World War Two had a happier ending. To be honest with I'm you, I'm talking about the book. All right, don't go off. Don't don't tangent. Don't derail, Morgan. Uh, <laughs> there was a really weird review that I saw, or well, it was actually praise from the Anne Frank House specifically, but. It was a comment saying like, oh, Anne Frank herself would have loved this. And I'm just like, that feels like a weird thing to say. I don't know if that's... That's super weird. I don't know about that one. That's the thing of like, uh, in the name of Martin Luther King, I agree with this opinion. Yeah, it's a little weird. uh, 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 I don't know about that one. Um, I will say that this adaptation has been widely praised by critics, including some people. Uh, It makes some people re... Made some people reconsider animation as a medium that can properly do justice to very serious stories. Which... That's great. Yeah, obviously, that's like a dumb belief to have. But like in 1995, it, it was dumb to have then. But at the very least, having something yeah. else that shows you, oh, animation can tackle these very serious dramatic issues, historical events like this and do it justice. Because a lot of people were saying, oh, this is a, a, a nice, you know, new at the time way to introduce this story to families of all ages. You know, kids will be invested because it's animation. Adults will be invested because of the story itself. And it's and what an important story to tell. Um, I then we watched Riding Bean, and then we watched Riding Bean because Morgan <laughs> needed to come up. Morgan <laughs> needed an upper. What do you did you have more to say on this? Uh, just that because I don't want to belabor it way too. Well, there's much. just this one weird thing. It's more a comment about Wikipedia than it is about this movie. Where <laughs> Wikipedia only lists one review for Anna No Nikki, that of Justin Savakis. I don't know. From only the most reputable possible site to review something like this, Anime News Network, in which he <laughs> lambasts the movie. <laughs> he says that he couldn't, quote, think of a worse way to experience the story than watching this film. I can, by being in French. Uh, <laughs> I, I was originally... What an insane thing to say! It, it feels weird. I don't know why Wikipedia chooses to have this soul... Because, again... Every other critic I've seen has praised this movie, including like, you know, you have critics who work for newspapers. Well, to be fair, this guy's reviewing Anime News Network. His list of things to review that day was probably like Gundam SD, (laughs) uh, fucking this, uh, Trigun Badlands, and then fucking Ava Rebuild, right? So. (laughs) This might not be your standout movie of the day that you're excited to tell everybody about. It reminds me of, and this is definitely going to be fucked up, but... Do you remember that deviant art picture of those kids in a concentration camp and then a Photoshop picture of a My Little Pony next to them where someone under it has commented, wow, seeing Rainbow Dash or whoever in this picture really makes me feel for how bad the Holocaust was. (laughs) I do remember that. And it's still that's the vibes that an anime news network negative review of Anne Frank gives me, even if he's not explicitly saying that if he had said outright, wow, seeing the, the, the diary of Anne Frank animated like this by this studio, it makes me finally understand that would have been the cherry on the cake for me. That would have been, that would have been gold. That would've, that would've, all right. Um, what else did we um, watch? We watched a couple. Well, so that's we, Kappa we Mikey watched, and Anononiki. So do we have a full episode here? We do, but I, you know, I don't want to close out on, a bummer like that that makes sense that's why we we got one more in the tank morgan hit the intro music oh my god oh my god みなさんおはようおはようございますさてでモーニングカートンポッドキャストへようこそ私はホストのジェシーとキヨドホストのモーガンですモーガン今日は元気ですね<笑> Uh, Genki doesn't, eh? Hi. Yeah, yeah, deal with it. What are you gonna say now? Where are you gonna go? You're trapped! You're trapped, buddy! I got you in the corner! Say something! So we also watched. <laughs> in order to bring it back to our original goal of a Japanese adaptation of a Western property, I remembered that there is a show called Ruby. Now, 
If you've been on the internet long enough, you probably heard of Ruby, either by following the web series company Rooster Teeth, you've watched Jello Apocalypse's video on the show, you've played Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, or for a great many of you, you've watched porn. <laughs> either way, you've probably been, ex- to one of you've been exposed to Ruby in one way or another. Now, stop me if you've heard this one before, but Ruby is a show about a group of teenagers with powers who want to learn to be heroes, so they go to school to train and then plot splooges all over the place now again this is for a western developed show that is an anime plot this is this is a this is this is interesting because this show it's one of those shows like it's probably along the lines of like avatar the last airbender teen titans where it's like it's might as well have been anime to begin with you know uh but this was also made by rooster teeth and uh you know jesse has been a big fan of rooster teeth and ruby for a really long time. I'm, I don't know. I watch, you may know Rooster Teeth from, from the downloaded YouTube videos on my PlayStation portable of red versus blue as I do. But, uh, <laughs> the true way to experience that content. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was into the show for a while. I haven't kept up in a hot, hot minute, but it was always explicitly anime inspired. You know, uh, the creator Monty Um has said as much. He's like, Hey, I want to look like anime. I want to be an anime. And so it feels, in a way, natural. Not that every show that wants to be anime gets turned into an anime, but Ruby got very, very popular, especially in Japan, and got turned into an anime titled Ruby Ice Queendom. Now, when I now I say this, Ruby got popular in Japan. What does that actually mean? Well, in 2019... Give me the numbers. In 2019... Give me the numbers. So Crunchyroll, the anime streaming site, uh, released data for most watched anime per country. And for the most part, it goes how you expect. Uh, for North America, you got Naruto, Dragon Ball, Attack on Titan, and One Piece. Uh, Europe has all that. Plus, you got My Hero Academia and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's like really standard, as you would imagine. Uh, but then you look at Asia. And here are the top four in order, according to Crunchyroll. You got Naruto Shippuden, Black Clover, Boruto, and then Ruby. Damn, Asia's got terrible taste. Asia got terrible taste for real. Boruto Black and Black Clover fucking suck. Yeah, well, listen. They were hot at the time. It was 2019, or it was a different time. And now, yeah. granted, I'm gonna caveat, I'm gonna I'm gonna caveat this very hard. If you know anything about Japan, you probably know that anime is broadcast on television, and so there isn't a massive use for something like Crunchyroll there. In fact, Crunchyroll has a that, much, much more limited number of shows on the service of Japan because of competing TV deals. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <sighs> That's right. We don't do bias surveys here. We tackle them. But due to this. Due to the fact that they have less large uh, library on Crunchyroll in Japan, that does mean that anyone who does go on Crunchyroll in Japan or Asia will have access to a small handful of shows, one such being Ruby. Now, am I saying Ruby is only popular because it's like on the front page of this streaming site? Not necessarily, but it probably helps. It's probably the only place you can really get it in Japan, right? Like, I don't see Ruby Ice Queendom probably airing on TV. Oh, no, I'm talking like the original Ruby I'm talking about, uh... Oh. Yeah, this is the original web series, Ruby. And I th- I think maybe on Crunchyroll is the only place where you would find it dubbed and subbed in J- Japanese. So if you wanted to watch it, that is where you would have to. And people flock to it hard enough for it to actually get a manga and then an anime spinoff based off of the manga. So Ruby started out, I tried it. I tried one episode and I thought it wasn't for me. Because <laughs> it is uh, but- it starts oh, out as a, it is It is a CG show that is... Mate, you know what? We had this thing when we watched. <laughs> this is so. This is I, so mean. Joshua in the Promised we, Land. We watched, Joshua in the Promised Land, and one guy made a CG project, and we were like, "That's a wasted effort. You wasted your life. You did terrible, <laughs> Chief. Pack it up, go home." Uh, Ruby basically also has the same story, where basically one guy made an entire CG show on like no budget. It looks a lot better than Joshua in the Promised Land. Josh- yeah, yeah, that's Promised true. That's a true statement. But it's very clear that this that he didn't he didn't have everything he needed to make it the show he wanted. Yeah, right at the time at the beginning, and uh, it's rough to look at. It yeah, it, it is. It's 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 kind of not great. Uh, you know, it's got a. It's got your classic anime plot. It's got everything you want in anime. It's got cute girls. They got big guns and weapons. And they got a, there's a plot. There's a school. One of them's got big old ditties. They got big old ditties. Um, 
It's cat girl. So like one of the characters is literally a cat girl. It's kind of the story that everyone that you want, right? The story, the and I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about what's his name again? Montium. Montium. It's it's just it's like a it's almost like an underdog story that this dude made the impossible happen and you know R.I.P. He's dead, right? Yeah. Um, that this dude made a show basically on his own because he loved anime so much and he designed his own and it made it all the way through to being to being so good that it, it developed such a following that it got its own anime. It got its own. It got a fucking crossover with the Justice League that we tried to watch, <laughs> but it was so cringily written. We couldn't. That we was rough. That might be a future episode. We'll see. But <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. It is. It's certainly like good for him good for everyone who worked on it whether you know regardless of the quality of the show itself that it got as far as it did um and seems to have gotten a budget for an anime adaptation in japan it seems to have gotten money there's some sakuga scenes there's some really awesome sequences animated in it and uh the anime the anime i don't know if it's like it might become the definitive way to watch it. I don't know because it's it's as Jesse said, it's kind of the same. They they've added a few things. Yeah, I think it but, is branching uh, off a bit in a way. I don't know what they're. There's only twelve episodes out as of now. I don't know if they plan to make more. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but it seems like they. Uh, yeah, there it's it's a looser adaptation. You change things when it comes over. In this case, they're adding characters and plot lines that didn't exist, and that's you know fine. They're not, they don't seem like distracting. Not that what I said was that because this is an adaptation of the first season of Ruby, the first season of Ruby kind of didn't have from my memory a really solid end point. Exactly. So as an anime, it probably has to go, Oh shit, we need like a better, more bombastic ending. So let's, let's throw that in there. Yeah, that's fine. That makes sense. Uh, Though I did read that the animation quality might drop off after episode three, which is as many episodes as we watched. <laughs> So they might have blown their whole budget early on. And if they did, that's hilarious because one of the fights they blow their budget on is a fight that didn't happen. I don't think it happened in the show at all. So they just added a classroom fight for no reason. There's a there's a school scene. It's like, yeah, try taking down this level one monster. And then they do a level one monster fight that's animated as epically as like the very first big fight they do. And the introductory fight of everyone's powers and all their techniques coming together. So that's like crazy. That's like actually crazy that they did that. And which for <laughs> reference, the uh, animation studio for this is Shaft, the company, not the mobster, who the okay. only thing they've done that I recognized was a shitload of Madoka Magica, which okay. from what I remember are animated well, as, as far as I remember mm-hmm. the conversation going. Clearly well versed in the magical girl. Yeah. World. And I will say probably the most interesting thing I read about the production of the show is that the directors of Ice Queendom, uh, Toshimasa Suzuki and Kenjioru Okada, They've never really written anything about something like racial prejudice for main characters before. And a big plot point in Ruby is that some characters are animal people and they're prejudiced. There's a cat girl yeah. with cat ears. And, and, and there's and one thing I know about anime characters. They fucking hate yeah, cat they're girls. They're called fauna and they are determined as lesser people because they're more animal than human. Japan, I, you know. notably the least racist nation in the world. Never has to deal with uh, it. It's it's uncommon for a Japanese production to have a main character who's outright discriminated against, and also a main character who is outright racist, because Ruby has both. <laughs> Which is good. It's real. It's good. Put more racist characters in your shows. I remember being blown away when I saw a character smoking weed for the first time in an anime because I'm because it didn't register with me until yeah, I saw that's it. That's because you're not supposed you're not supposed to do that yeah. in anime. Like that's a huge deal. Like, that was wild. It's man. like they're very. They they really don't like you smoking weed in Japan, and they don't want it shown on TV at all. Oh, did you also know that, like, in American TV, you're not allowed to do it on screen? That's why there's always, like, a cutaway to them puffing out smoke. You're not allowed to, like, inhale smoke. That's interesting. I, I remember that 70s show used their, uh, three, their, their rotating camera as a way yeah. around it. Yeah. You can see them post before, but you can't see them, like, actually huffing. Mm. You can see them puffing, you can't see them huffing. <laughs> So I do like Morgan's perspective on this because he saw, the, I think the first, well, he said he watched the first episode of Ruby, didn't care I've seen the first episode of Ruby. But then yeah, I showed him yeah. like 15 minutes of the Ruby Justice League thing. Couldn't deal with it. He could not deal with it. But then we watched three episodes of Ice Queendom and now he has like a couple of different perspectives and I'm going to assume you like the anime version more. I like the anime version the best. I will say I'm not hooked. Yeah. It doesn't, 
Uh, the the individual character designs are really good, right? Like that they're really strong, and that's carried over from the original. He, the the guys did a really good job designing characters. Uh. Um, but I'm just not into Magical Girl High School shows, to be honest with you. That's just like not me. Um, Where's the big beefy men? But there's it that is what you're into. You'll probably love it. You'll probably love it. Yeah. It's probably good. So. Yeah. And that, finally, unless Morgan really desperately wants to talk about the the fucking Mr. Bean Rider or whatever the fuck. No. Okay. No, nah, no, nah, it's fine. Oh, I did miss I did miss one thing earlier. Let's rewind back to Cap and Mikey. You know what the studio did, and this is gonna be really fucking funny because of because of what might happen in the future. You know what show you know what show the creators of Cap and Mikey worked on after Cap and Mikey ended? What? Fucking Speed Racer. Fuck! Oh my God, the Nicktoons yeah, Speed Racer. That was them. That's the same guys. Oh my God, that'll be fun. Maybe we should do it someday. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Fucking. The literal behind the scenes of that All is right. that we were watching it to test for this month, and then we watched like three minutes, and I'm just like, I don't think we should watch this more because there might be a full good episode here. Because that show. <laughs> that might have been one of the things we squeezed into this episode. I'm, but. I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil our opinions on it as of now but there might be an episode about that it's fucking insane it's fucking insane and it's horrible uh, oh hey oh hey oh, right. hey. oh hey oh wait wait oh, hey, oh hey where can they find us Pickety's. hey oh they can find us if you're looking to, if you're looking to find us you're looking to talk to us if you're looking to recommend things to us you can do so make sure you use your japanese accents like we're using <laughs> Hey, hey, oh. I can't speak to you. You can find you're, too all right, you're not allowed to do that. Speak right. like an anime. You're not allowed to do that. All right, that's racist against me. Hey, you're yo. pulling cards against me earlier. Now I get to pull mine against you. All right, you know how often I get to pull an Italian card? Not often. I'm allowed to do that. Don't come up very much, you know? You can find us at Simon Comics or at Jay you know, or at SMCP underscore show. You can also check us out wherever you want. I'm turning more into. Uh, <laughs> Christopher walking here. You can't even do it. I'm you getting Christopher walking here. You can, you can check us out. Please check out our on Twitter, tw- Twitter, and TikTok at SMCB underscore show as well. And remember to like, comment, share, give us five stars. Check out our pet show on Air Buds. And if you have any recommendation, recommendations, send them our way. This is horrible. This is this is the worst one we've ever done. That can't uh, be true. Yeah. All right. See everybody. What's a jab it? Uh. What's an anime thing to say goodbye? Oh, we'll see you in two years at, at Sabodi Archipelago. <laughs> what? It's a one piece. That's what they say before the time skip. Sure. When, when's our time skip? When's our time skip? We've done it. We've done so many times where we just forget to do the podcast for months. That's, at a time. that's true. And each time, you guys don't read it, but each time we've come back more ripped and buffer. It, it, it's, it doesn't play well on an audio medium. But we do have different. No. Morgan has an eye patch now. I do. Jesse's changed his hair a, a bunch of times, every time. He's got a bunch of new techniques. His sword <laughs> is different every time. By the way, Jesse's always carrying a sword every episode. <laughs> One time it was a keyblade by guy, you know. That he he literally cuts the audio with the sword in the in the, in the audio booth. It's the, it's the sword of audio editing. I could have the power of cutting, the power of splicing. Alright, the socks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>